So that's against the rules, and you can't sit with us. Whatever. Those rules aren't real. Good day, mama. Seems to take a step out. Get some in now. Let's go edge out. Put some ice What's up, guys? Welcome to Girl Code Media. It's your girl, Chanel B. And this is the first episode. So before we get into it this season, I definitely just wanted to come on here and just share a little bit about myself, my testimony, just like a little girl talk um, so you guys could get to know me. So one thing that I thought was cute to do is have a, um, my bad, y'all. People be just blowing at my phone. But one thing I thought was really cute to do um, on this season was to have a girl code profile. So the profile is who I am without the titles. So with titles, my name is Chanel. I am the founder of a community organization called Ohio Girls Do It Better, which is the celebration of Ohio women, just uplifting them and celebrating them no matter if you're a CEO, a mother, just a platform of love, but through streetwear. Then I have Girl Code and Women's Leadership Academy, which is paired hand in hand. One is the for-profit side, one is the non-profit side. But it is rooted from my Girl Code book. And I have programming um, as well events for women. The main focus is women, but I do have programming for young girls, so high school and middle school. And I just get us together, and all of my framework is through my girl code model. And a code is an acronym for connection, observation, disruption, and education. So I have worked through all those pillars. So the website will be underneath here, but my girl code profile. So let's get into it. My girl code profile, who I am without the titles. So I am fun. I will say that. Like, I'm a fun person. I cannot stand being bored. So I was that girl when I finally was able to get out the house. We will talk about that later. But hey, uh, when I was finally able to get out the house in the streets when I was 18, I could not wait to go to the first clubs and like party and have fun. Um, and I'm the type of person that like I have fun without the substances. Like I don't need to drink. I don't need to be doing all this extra stuff. I'm just a fun person. I like experiences. I like traveling. Um, when it comes to people, I do get turned off easy. So I'm not the type of person. It is fun. We'll get into that this season too, y'all. But um, I do get turned off easy. But I have a lot of grace. I have a lot of grace. But I am that friend who will call you out on your stuff um, out of love. And I know um, I want friends that do that same for me. So I'm like the, the mother of the group. Um, because I see, I have the gift of like really seeing who people can become and their potential. Like I really could see something that nobody else is looking at. Um, they're looking over here at the shiny objects, but I'm looking over here and I'm like, Ooh, I wonder what that could become. If it just needs, it just needs a little washing. It just needs a little grooming. And like I'm that type of person. I could really see even though what nobody else does, I could see the beauty of something. Um, so I look at my friends like that. I look at people like that. Um, and even just the girl culture. I mean, that's the work that I do. Like, I really could see us living a life where we actually 
live the woman's empowerment life. Because women's empowerment is not just, oh, let me just get in the room. Because, yeah, we, there are systems in place to keep us um, on the bottom of the totem pole, which leads to that female rivalry that I speak up against. But I also want women's empowerment to be looked at, at in the lens of when I get in those rooms, I want to make sure I like the girl next to me. Well, I'm going to make sure I'm bringing other women with me so we're not fighting over a seat and I'm not disempowered by being the only woman in the room. So I'm very much a change agent. Uh, <laughs> give me very much of that. So I'm your inspirational friend, your fun friend, the one that calls you out when you're not doing right. That's just who I am. So that's my girl code profile. So if you fit into that caregiving, fun, love new experiences, very innovative. Um, that's we, we right here, okay? <laughs> but on this episode, I just wanted to get into my personal testimony. So um, in Columbus, Ohio, I am known as this thought leader, as this woman's empowerment um, leader. But I just wanted to talk about my testimony, like some things that I don't share, some things that I have shared, but not fully, because I do believe there's power in storytelling, which is why I'm on here. This is something that God has continuously put in my heart to do. But um, I almost let shame not get me on here. Um, I almost let one mistake change the trajectory of my life. So, and God uses those mistakes. So I just, I'm just here to be a testimony to some of you guys. And just how this girl talk about like kind of how I got started with the Girl Code Movement. So I started this work at the earliest age of, I think I was 17. Yeah, like 16 going on 17, somewhere in that. But it was my senior year. Me and my best friend, uh, my high school best friend, we got together with a teacher and we wanted to do a, have a women's empowerment group at our school because I went to a very urban school um, and I was one of those girls, let's be honest, I was one of those girls who hung with the guys because I got bullied in middle school and my mom, she was like, look, she called the principal because I was crying and I grew up in church. So I was taught, you know, if you want friends, be friendly. So my mom, she called a, a principal and she had all the girls sit in line, basically, um, and just talk about what was going on. And she, that was like a real girl talk. And my girl talk events is really inspired by that moment. But she said all those girls in the room and they broke down and they said they didn't like me because my hair was longer than theirs. And that still has like affected me even in my adulthood. But at that time, nobody else could bully me. So I was the girl who understood the mean girls concept at a young age. And we all became friends after that. Um, but I didn't trust women like that. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm so catty. Like, and it's not every woman, but you know, it, it's just a cattiness. It's a jealousy. It's giving drama. And I, like, I'm emotional. I'm a cancer too, y'all. So I'm emotional, but I'm not... Like, my demeanor, I feel like I'm a tomboy at heart. Like, I'm girly, but, like, I'm a tomboy at heart or something. Because I fit in more with the guys. So, growing up, I, like, I was, whew, my guy best friend. I was with him, the guys. Like, they are so funny to me. And I love how they 
treat each other. Because even if they have a disagreement, they're able to hit each other's butts the next day and be friends again. Like, it's not that deep. So, I in high school, I made it a point to never have a click. Like, I can't be placed in a box. Like, I was friends with everybody. Like, I just didn't want to belong in in a group where I had to obey and have this certain lifestyle and only hang with one person. No, because I know what that isolation felt like in middle school. So, and then just being a, a person of God, I treated people with love. So we got together, we did a mentorship program with um, my, uh, well, she wasn't even my teacher, but she was like a bomb looking teacher at his school. She was always super nice. Um, everybody knew her. Um, we we knew she we wanted her to lead this mentorship group. So I've been doing this work since high school, and then I left Ohio when I was like 22 years old. Lived in Atlanta, New York, and DC. When I tell you Ohio girls was inspired by my time in those three cities, like women's empowerment was more than just a word. Um, and it wasn't even a word at the time. Again, this was this is very like a new concept because again, I've been in this field for so long. But there was women who like looked at me; they were beautiful, and it's like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful! Like you should be a model. I'm like me, me a model? Because again, I'm coming from a, a town where girls be too loud to get walking around in it. So. Um, and then it's like, of course, the people that you love, like your mother and your friends, of course, they're going to say it. But it's different when you get a compliment from somebody who don't owe you one and a compliment from somebody who is very much beautiful, too. OK, so that changed my life. And the part that really got me was they were models, too. So they were telling me about their um auditions and the things I need to do they didn't view me as competition at all they were trying to uplift me and put me in the right rooms so I moved back to Ohio because again it was only supposed to be an internship oh I didn't even say that so it was only supposed to be an internship a three-month internship in Atlanta and I did not want to go back home y'all like my life was changed all right so I was sleeping couch to couch um just trying to stay out of Ohio as much as I can because I was like I I I kept I felt that I was becoming I like the things that God put inside of me was starting to bloom because I stepped out on faith and I was around the environment that produced good soil but when I came back, because again, it was all about to be a three month um, internship, y'all, I was gone. Like, I I was not trying to come back. But again, I'm like, okay, it's been like a year and a half. Chanel, like, this is the end of the trip in the road. So I came back and I went out here just with my friends um, here in Ohio. And the environment was just so negative, y'all. Like, it was so negative. People were staring up and down. They weren't having fun. They weren't dancing. It was just like a local celebrity type of environment. I'm like, bro, we're in Ohio. Like, get over yourselves. And, like, no offense, because, I mean, I still see it. But, again, like, there is this culture here where everybody wants to be the best. And, again, I could act like that. And I think that's why I'm so inspirational because, again, I I don't do that. That's not even in my blood. Like, I'm very humble. 
Um, and I didn't want to seem like the popular person who like, because again, in high school I was popular and then growing up I was pop like, I just, I'm fun and I don't hang with just any group. So at the end of the day, like I didn't have to tear anybody down to be popular. I always wanted to be popular the right way, use my influence the right way. And then my social media grew when I left Ohio. So when I came back, people were like, oh, da, da, da. but looking around, I'm like, why was everybody acting so stuck up? Like, even I'm not acting like that. Like, what what is going on here? So I created Ohio Girls Do It Better when I was um, 23. And, whew, that's when the testimony begins, okay? Because 23, I just wanted to make a difference. Um, I knew leadership was already in me from a young age, just, you know, letting you guys know what I've been doing since high school and how I carry myself in high school. I was very much a virgin in high school. Um, I stood up for people. I was always nice for people. Like my reputation does, it precedes me. Like, so in a way I've been doing this work, not as a business, just as a lifestyle, um, for so long. But when I finally put a business on it that's when like I felt like more pressure there's pressure anyway like people talk about good girls but that's it's a pressure at the end of the day I could act out I could go off on people I could do everything else but like I'm choosing not to and again that's the God in me but it's pressure it's not an easy walk so when I started Ohio Girls Do It Better I was in a relationship that um, we are so cool, but it didn't serve me at the time. And he did some things and I was hurt. And, you know, moving back, I became somebody different than who I was before. Like now I'm becoming like, I'm not, I know I'm not where I'm supposed to be, but I'm very much on my way to get there. Um, so I wanted to be around other dreamers, other believers, other people who could like lift me up in that journey because now I'm not the same person. And in that, like I fell in love with somebody other than the guy who I was dating at the time. And woo, but I'll tell y'all, we, we tried not to. So this is the testimony of me breaking a code. Okay. Because we really tried not to, and I was 23 years old. I'm 29 now. So it's been a while. But this was like my first, I think, like, ugh, like mistake. So um, we was like, okay, we got to hang off. We can't do this. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and it just, y'all, I was in love. Like, yes, girl, how could I have been in love? Like, he can't do no wrong. Like, I'm dropping everybody for him. Like, God sent him my way. Like our stories matched. There were signs. I believe in signs heavily, heavily. Nobody could tell me nothing about this bear, right? And I never even, and the thing is in our environment, he never seen the guy I was dating. Um, but, you know, he was helping me get through some stuff with him. And vice versa, like, it, like we were pretty much, we looked single. Like we was in single environments. Um, and one faithful day, just like we just messed up. And, you know, you said we're never going to do nothing. Like we're not, we're not doing this. Um, but we still had this. And I was like, okay, we have to do this right. Um, we have to do this right. So I broke up with my boyfriend. He broke up with his girlfriend. And we thought we were doing it right. 
right to where we don't need to be in a relationship, but hey, we shouldn't be with nobody if we could feel some type of way for another person. Because again, I was hurt. At this point, that's what people was doing at that time. That's the environments I was in. Everybody was just, it seemed like there was like a shortage of men. So, you know, the guy that I was with, he hurt me and did it. And I'm like, I don't want to be the one that's getting hurt all the time as a good person. Like, so that was like my first time ever doing something like bad, I guess, in a way from that extent. Um, So I'm like, okay, we got to move on though, because this is not who I am. Um, And I just met so much drama from that. Um. Not everybody is like you, and not everybody's going to handle the same situations as you. So when somebody, you know, messed with who I was dating at the time, like, I let her have him. That's just very much how I move. But that don't mean, okay, now, because I'm hurt when I do it to somebody else, they're going to do the same thing. Um, You don't know what they've been through. You don't know. Social conditioning is always like if a girl does wrong or even looks at your man the wrong way, you're going to attack the girl. You're not going to attack the person that you're actually in a relationship with. The the one that actually know you (laughs) because, you know, that's just social conditioning and the things that we see in media. We've been kind of raised to kind of like attack the woman. Even when a guy cheats, like we look at the girlfriend wrong or... um, you know, whoever, like, we look at them wrong and laugh at, girl, that is not okay, right? So, again, moving on before we get too deep. So, y'all, I thought we was doing it right. I'm thinking we on a fresh slate. Like, I'm praying for him every night. Like, you know, we in the, look, I can't even talk about things that went on in that. Like, he was the love of my life. Like, love is so blind. Um, So... He, it was a lot of drama. And again, I'm still in this leadership position. And I was faced with a choice. Like, who am I? Either I'm going to be like the environment that I am trying to serve and make a difference in. Or I have to be above this. And now was the situation that changed my life. Because I never had, like, real drama before. I never put myself in a situation to even really that be a thing. So that was, like, my first time um, seeing what girls go through on a daily basis. And, again, um, it was never because, like, I'm trying to get her. or Like, I didn't even see her in, in the whole situation. But it was a simple fact. Um, I mean, at first, I didn't see her at first until we finally did it right. But it's a simple fact. It's still wrong, um, no matter what position you're in. Um, I think, again, hurt people hurt people. And I broke the code. I broke the code. I mean, everybody was wrong situation, but just as this is my testimony, I broke the code. And I treated somebody based off how I was just treated, and that wasn't right. And that guilt and shame kept me in that relationship actually like it made me feel like I deserved the drama that was going back and forth with him going back and you know I'm thinking we're doing it and he's he didn't know and it's I mean people are human so like especially cancers we could love people at the same time like it's we have big hearts (laughs) 
but um, I didn't deserve that. She didn't deserve that. And, you know, technically, I mean, everybody had a, a role to play. Um, and at first, like, I used to think I was the victim. So I'm like, you know, we did it right. Like, in, in the, you know, even behind closed doors. But now, you know, you're still bringing the old mess and this. And, you know, I didn't like how people were starting to look at me and me doing it right. So it just was like, you can't win for losing. And it started to feel like a competition. Like, again, everybody's kind of single at this point. But, like, it started to feel like a competition. Like, you know, he has this option. Even if we are good, it's like, you know, that person could go back to the, another girl. And I'm just here to tell anybody who's watching this who's going through something like this. Because, again, it's very normal, especially in the early 20s. Um, you don't deserve that. You do not deserve to be, and I don't care if you feel like you're the first. That was me. I'm like, I'm not second best because I'm the first. Like, I'm the one, you know, he's showing up uh, um, around and, like, going out with. And I'm the one who's praying for him at night, you know, doing stuff that I don't even want to talk about because I was just so humble in that situation. <laughs> but you don't deserve even to feel like an option in any type of way. Not even just second best. It shouldn't be nobody. But I know people who, again, you have to just have your your own values. And that's what this book is. It's like, what are your values? Um, what do you believe in? And at the time, I didn't even know. I just wanted to be loved. I just wanted to be loved. I just wanted somebody that was mine. And we were a power couple. Um, so, y'all, fast forward pandemic hit I am in his uh, family's house quarantining for about two months it was a beautiful thing I was never really raised around people who were married um but to see it up close it was like a double date every day like it was beautiful but I had to stand up for myself so I'm like Chanel you're getting too deep it's been like three years like two years whatever um it's time to continue to, to vouch for yourself because again you get too comfortable you treat people that you show people how to treat you initially so I had to reel it back in like get off la la land and I you know stood up for myself and made sure we weren't you know going in a route that's going to make me regret this whole thing again and we ended it he got mad at that we ended it um I'm also sure Married, well, not married, but he's doing his thing, right? With, you know, has a baby, all that, lives his life. So that even taught me, like, when a guy love you, when he truly love you, like, he's not going to let nobody take that. Like, they are chasers. And I see so many women, um, like myself at the time, like, we don't see it like this, but we are kind of chasing them, trying to prove your worth to a man like that is chasing them they know what's worthy he's a and he's a businessman you know how to make good business moves so if you really loved me in that way like he was going to chase me well this wouldn't even be a conversation that we're having but again when you were so in love like it just made me have so much grace for people because I was that girl who always said I would never do this and that was my time to do it. And I did it while I was, like, in a leadership position, still not knowing that I was going to be this leader. I just wanted to sell shirts. That's it. Oh, I grow better. 
but like God was pushing me in my destiny. But I still had this on the back end that I'm trying to figure out. Like I'm still 20 something just trying to figure out life as well. And it made me choose who I was going to be. So I came back from quarantine, us breaking up, thinking about all the things that I went through to be with him, thinking about all the things that I sacrificed, gave up to be with somebody who was able to end it with me off of just me standing up for myself. That time was already scary because this is the beginning of COVID. And when I tell you I was so in love, I don't even know what COVID was. I just know we was off work and I was in love and I was in this house. But when I got back to my own home in silence and realized people were dying for just breathing, y'all, with that, my dad died a few months earlier with the breakup with him. Like, it put me in panic attacks. I didn't even know panic attacks was real. I just know when I came home that day, I cried like I've never, like I hollered. I never, whew, y'all because I know so many women who probably have done this second guess themselves or just felt so worthless you knew somebody who like praised the ground you walked on they got with you and then treated you like you were that ground and they walking on you now now they lifted up and I feel so low like I seen the energy shift like I seen how I was valued in the beginning and then like because I stuck with him and I was so busy trying to prove to him that I loved him it made my self-worth go down and now I'm left pick up the pieces looking at the embarrassment looking at the way it hindered my name and him not even caring like it was Oh, I felt so worthless. I felt so unlovable. I felt so ashamed. I stopped my business. Um, I I didn't want to be a leader. I just wanted to be loved at that point. And I was going through these panic attacks because I, I had so many fears. And I think that's what COVID did for a lot of us who were actually by ourselves. We had to sit with a lot of things that we probably, you know, tried to hide and bury um, with our work, with our friends and going out and the world stopping. You have to just be in the house and you just thinking you are alone with those thoughts that you try to suppress. My thoughts were so negative and I was so in fear about dying. That's another thing. It was just so many things that I had to face at once that it showed up in my body. Like I could not breathe, y'all. Like I was Woo, I rushed to the hospital, everything, because I thought that I was going to die. Because I never really heard of panic attacks in that light. Like, I heard of anxieties, and people just use that kind of loosely. But, like, you really, like, y'all, like, it's, it's scary. So, I went to the a hospital, and I called my mom and sister, because, again, I'm thinking I'm really dying. Like, I'm not kidding, y'all. Um... I thought I had COVID or something. Again, not knowing it was a panic attack. I just know I cannot breathe. Um, so I'm calling my mama's sister. And I think something like hung up, like my phone hung up on the way to the hospital. And I just looked up thinking I was about to take my last breath or something. And I just remember asking God, like, God, like all I could think about in my life is the drama and the hurt and the pain that I went through with this guy. 
you know, I'm thinking about the fight that I got in with the girl. That was my first ever, like, adult girl fight. Um, it was just really embarrassing. It was, it was really, and to know that consumes three months, um, I mean, three, like, three years of my life, it just made me feel like I didn't live well. Like, when you're put in a position where you have to look over your life and see, like, okay, this is what I've done. I didn't feel pleased. And I know God probably wouldn't have been pleased because I know he put me on this earth to do more than that. I asked him, like, God, if you let me live, I promise I will never go back. And I promise to truly do things the right way. I know the woman that you're trying to get me to become. And it's been so evident for me since middle school, since elementary. I could never do what my friends were doing. That's why this situation, again, I'm able to say, okay, you mess with me, delete. But no, not for me. Like, when I do it, it all hell gonna break loose. Because, again, like, that's how God teaches me as well. Because sometimes stuff has to be a little dramatic for me to really get it. <laughs> so he knows me. He knows his daughter. But um, that time, it just really took a toll on me. I had to choose who I was because my consequences are always greater than everybody else's because he has to steer me the right way. So I said, God, I learned. I learned. I promise you I would never make that same mistake ever again. And after that, um, I went to the hospital. I made it, and I started to breathe a little bit better. And that's when she tested me for COVID, didn't have COVID, and she said, yeah, I think you had a panic attack. Now I'm going to believe that. I'm like, panic attack? What are you talking about? But ever since that day, like, I had um, that the first six months of quarantine um, after I came back home. Like, I couldn't sleep. Like, I'm a, the type of person, I take naps just to take a nap. Like, I love my sleep. To know my nerves were so shot, it was so bad. Um, I had so many fears, and I was just heartbroken. I was grieving. Like, like my body literally shut down. And that's like, ooh, oh, excuse me, y'all. Uh, oh, excuse me. But, yeah, my, my body shut down. And it was scary. It was so scary. And, and with my dad and his history and things like that, like I had some fears that I was becoming like him in a way and that I would never get my mind back right. I was so scared. I was. I, I thought I was going to be admitted to a mental institute. I couldn't even stay by myself. Like I had to have people watch me. Like it was... It was really dark. It was really deep. Um, and then when I prayed about it, I was like, okay, God, don't take this away from me if you're going to use it for me to become the person that you want me to be. I said, I'm so scared. I, I I feel like I'm never going to be the same person. I, I'm like... I can't think right. My mind has failed me. My body has failed me. I'm not sure if I'm going to get admitted. You know, I'm not sure if I'm living in my dad's shoes. But if this was your will for me, whew, yeah. 
if this was your will for me, like, don't take it away until I'm the person that you call me to be. So I know if you allow this to happen, there's something on the other side of this, right? So, woo, y'all. God called me to do this podcast, and I never wanted to because of those insecurities from the shame that I felt from that one. Out of all the things in my life that I've done right, the shame from that one situation years ago, like, really had a hold on me and how I showed up in the world. And, um, you know, it's so easy to give grace to others, but, like, I'm the type of person... Let me just put that in my girl code profile. I'm the type of person who I I could be really hard on myself and I can give myself that same grace that I freely give to everybody else. So in that season of going through the mental health scare, um, God told me to write this book of everything I ever learned. Because in becoming who you want to be, you have to know what you stand for. Like, for real. So, that's how the Girl Code book honestly came to pass. Like, I literally just wrote everything that I've ever was taught, whether it's from my mom, whether it's from mentors, church, the Bible, just those key things. Um, Like, learn to set boundaries. Always be true to yourself. Disagree without being disagreeable. Always respect authority. Be kind and treat everybody with respect. Work hard, play harder. Like, I literally, that's all Girl Code is. It's a rule book. And it definitely sounded stupid at first. Um, But then I realized, I'm like, Chanel, you don't, not like I don't like to read, but um, it's hard for me to read for five hours, six days, just to get to one point. I just don't have the time that it will allow me to. I like audibles, but I just don't have the time to like read a physical book like that, right? So it started to make sense for me a little bit. I'm like, okay, this is like something that's just right here, straight to the point. Instead of like having a book, a long book for one point, I'm just going to put 400 something points in one book. How about that? Okay. But again, God gave me that. It just started to make sense once I just started like to finally act on it. And that's how God works too. Sometimes he don't even like give you the full blueprint. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, remind that. He never gave me the full blueprint. I'm not sure if he does that to anybody else. But you can hear one thing, not know how it's going to go. You just got to do it. And once you do it, it'll start to make sense. But again, it, it might not even look like what you thought it was going to look like or it might not take place at the time you thought it was going to take place. So I wrote Girl Code. I did a mini drop just to say I was doing it. But I put it in the back burner because I felt led to. Like, I knew it wasn't the time for it. So I only did, like, one drop. And that was 2020, focused on my mental health. By my birthday was a day I felt like God really set me free from all the mental barriers and and stresses and anxieties that I had that was keeping me um you know scared and like those little panic attacks like I felt like I was able to breathe finally on my birthday so it was pretty much six months of that high anxiety being scared not be able to ski- uh, sleep those panic attacks when I had to like continue to be centered 
it was I had to really look into all my fears, really like lock in with myself, change my mental by myself. Like I had to face so much stuff and my birthday is when like I finally felt set free from it. Um, so I continue to go on with life, continue to be this woman showed up differently in the world because I now know what I want to stand for. There's no more like going back and forth about it. This is who I am. And I'm going to stay over here. I'm not going to be able to do what everybody else do. Like, Shanetta, you was never like that. Like, look back on your life. God never have allowed you to even do what everybody else do. But be comfortable in that. And with that, you do have to cut off some people. With that, you do have to change your environment. With that, you might have to change what you're watching. And again, we're going to talk about all this stuff in depth in this season. But I finally chose who I was. And stuff just started happening. So fast forward to 2021, a 16-year-old girl here in Columbus, Ohio, named Micaiah Bryant, she died by police because they shot her four times in the chest because she got in a girl fight. This little girl called the police and told them that these girls wanted to fight. So she called the police because obviously... She felt threatened. Obviously, she didn't know how to handle this situation right. Obviously, she needed help. But when they came, it looked like she was the aggressor. And she lost her life. The one who called the cops lost her life by the cops. For me, that, like, oof. That hit home for me in so many ways because in the experience of my first girl fight that I was talking about that stemmed from that bad decision, I never liked to fight. Like, I just, I'm like one of them pretty girls. Like, I'm not trying to mess up my face, nothing like that. Like, if I have to fight for my friends, that's what I'm going to do. But I don't, I think that's ugly to me. Like, we're too pretty. Like, we should be princesses queens like that's how I feel so y'all like I I felt like I was Micaiah Bryant or could have been Micaiah Bryant and if any of you guys have ever gotten into a fight we are Micaiah Bryant because I was never like the aggressor in that situation I just had to do it because hey you bought your whole family it's it's deep this is what y'all do but since, you know, I'm kind of defenseless, I guess I'm about to just, you know, whatever. Like, that could have been me. And it made me look like it. Woo! When Micaiah Bryan died, I did. I, I couldn't just protest. I went over there. I protested everything. But I knew I wanted to do more because, again, it showed me so many other girls are going through this drama. And we are fighting and tearing each other down in these situations. And we could all lose our life every time we do something like that. Like, there's a possibility of losing our life. And our life means more than whatever drama they was fighting over. I know it was dang sure more than what I was fighting over. Like, it just, I wanted to speak out on it. 
I said, God, you know, I don't have that much money right now to do too much. Uh, but you gave me my voice and you gave me my platform. So the next day at work, I wrote a whole media post on girl fighting and how we as women in Ohio, especially, we need to do better. We need to do better because it is our culture. This drama is our culture. And I, I got stuck into it. But we can't keep doing this to each other. The world is already against us. We have to at least have each other's back. Whether you were my friend, like the girl, I ain't know her like that. But look, you still my sister. Like, at the end of the day, we should not be doing this. Period. So all of my work has been stemmed from a Kyat Bryant. And... I seen that there were so many people that were responding to that post. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get everybody together in the community. We're going to talk about this stuff. So I started having my community girl talks. And that's when the real change started coming. That's when I did my case studies and was able to like identify some of the problems that we go through, whether they were self-afflicted or things that were put on us and how to really make a difference in those areas. And I would have my girl code book present for that. And then I was able to, the next year, um, I was able to go through a business cohort. I won pitch competitions. Um, I really became the catalyst of change. Now I'm 29. So again, this is years. That situation was years ago. But it's crazy that even in my mistake, like the one thing that I did that like almost silenced my voice, the one thing I did in that relationship that made me think that I was not worthy, that I would never amount to what I knew God was calling me to be. The, the Literally, it almost took my voice away because I didn't feel like I was worthy to be the person I was already, I already was because I, I made that mistake. God used it. And because of that, like God even used the people that was in that situation because now I, I only need a one bad relationship. I just don't do bad relationships. Like, I just don't. <laughs> I only need that one experience. He used those people. You know, like, he used that experience because now it, it has, like, it's a driving force for the things that I do. God is so strategic. So I'm here to tell you, sometimes the things that we're trying to bury, the things that, are constantly reminding us that we're not worth it or whatever mistake that you've made, God can use that. God can use that. The things that we're hiding from, the things that we don't want to tell nobody about, that could be the very thing God uses. He allowed it to happen for a reason. Because one, either I could have stayed ashamed and, and kept quiet, or one, now I have relatability on a whole nother level I already had a passion and understanding for women in this way but now I finally got down and dirty now I actually know the I can't even judge nobody now like I know what it means to be in love I can't even talk down on nobody for doing nothing dumb when they in love I, I like now it gave me a whole nother level to this so now I'm like dang I thank god I went through it I thank God he sat me down in the middle of COVID and had me go through all my fears and everything. Because now I'm like, I'm not going to say fearless, but I'm on the edge, y'all. I'm on the edge, y'all. It's getting there. It's getting there. But 
I am a whole different woman. I'm a whole different woman. So girl code to me is what you stand up for. What's your morals? What's your values? Because that is what your belief system comes from. Right? So this book helps me. My movement helps me. So when, you know, and the things that I do and, you know, this season, it's not to preach at you. I'm just saying we're learning together. But I can see us being more healthy. I can see us really embracing each other, valuing each other. Because, again, while me and old girl was fighting, we were still going back to him. You know, like, I see so much. And um, there's so many things and systems in place that have us going against each other. Um, and then like, because of our experiences with other women, we don't trust other women. So we don't even befriend them. We only have our three best friends or sometimes even one. We don't even trust each other. So, woo. I say that to say, this season is about to like, we're about to talk about it. We about to talk about it. We're going to be talking to the professionals that know about the mental part of it. I'm going to be talking to just some homegirls from around the way. So I'm very much that. And I'm glad that I was always in the middle to where I am still part of the community I'm trying to reach. But I am not of it. So I'm a light in a dark place. So I hope to be a light in your life. And I hope we can just grow together. So I will see you guys um, on this next episode. Still don't know when that's going to drop. But turn on that subscription <laughs> and then i if you're on social media i will put my links below follow me stay connected if you have any questions dm us so we could talk about it on the show um if you want to be a guest email us but we are about to get into it guys and i'm so excited so remember you can sit with us i will see you guys on the next episode bye